Last time on the Curious Podcasts. Just got a text off Psychic Psychic Sandra. Look out. Look out. It's a a xenomorph! And now, the conclusion. (laughs) Why are there so many trees in woods? Oh, that's just that branch just hit me right in the eye for God's sake. Right, what's this one? Ah, oh, what the hell? I just tripped over this big fat lumber. What the hell is that? Is that Drew is, is that and Richie? Ri- yeah, well, that's Richie's stomach over there. That's Drew's stomach. That's, uh, oof. I think they've been ripped to pieces by something. <laughs> Look at this, man. Look at this little party sausage I'm going to swing around. <laughs> oh, it's Richie's uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, that, Do you, think yeah. Uh, you know, it is all right. Uh, we could bring them back to life when we're really, but since, like, yeah, the no about, like, you know, since, like, well, our week, right, in this cold forest, right, I think we should just leave them. <laughs> Not reckon. That's true. I mean, think about right. it. I mean, they basically talk shit on the podcast. It was like, oh, there's all these portals in forests. And he's like, oh, welcome to Richie's Corner. And like, all right, <laughs> bastards, aren't they? I just, oh, I hated them so much. <laughs> then him, if he's 40 pants, Mick has that dream. You're not going to get paid any money for Wait, hold on. Have you been paid for this? Wait a second. I haven't actually. Ah. Oh. Right, I tell you what, I know that they don't have wells because they're idiots. So we're going to have to bring them back to life. But thankfully, I have science. Uh, uh, to, uh, to hand. Hello, please welcome the special guest, science, everybody. A round of applause. Welcome, science. Welcome, science. Craig, you realise it's just you and me standing in the woods, right? I'm being sarcastic. Uh, you know, because no, I'm okay. like, um, a hallucination here. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry being stuck here. No, that's five. all right. I mean, to be, to be fair, I ate the brown mushrooms. You ate the red ones. And... Uh, you only had made the Mario noise and they went well, went running away and started squashing all these other mushrooms. I feel sorry for oh, those people. Is that why you look like a princess of a day? Um, no, I told you. I, I, did, I, I wasn't dressed like a princess. I was dressed like... Actually, you want to know something? I've gathered up all the body parts. Shall we just talk about this? Head yeah. back to the studio yeah. and talk about this a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, come say, did you know you can get discount princess uh, outfit prices on the internet like that? Sorry, sorry, I was looking for yeah, Richie's tour there. What was that? No, it's all right. Uh, cue the other music or something. I don't know. Ah, uh, I haven't got a clue. Wait a sec. Ugh. Get them back together. Wait a sec, I'm dragging by his tour. Oh, God. See, even as he's dead, Richie's got a chip hanging out of his mouth. For God's sake. Right. Ah, there we go. Wow, you've actually put them all back together nicely. Hi, how you doing, Richie? Give him a kick. Give him a quick kick. I'll wake him up. He got his something. I'm gonna go over these chips. 
<laughs> I've been a tomato garlic. <laughs> oh, the only thing that I'm missing from Drew is his right foot. Okay, all I need to do is uh, replace that. Uh, do you want to know have something? You... you just grab me that stub. Just grab me that stub leg over there. Have you found his crab claw? Oh shit! No, we haven't. Ah, don't worry about it. We'll give him a regular human arm. I know I'll be pissed off, but. <laughs> I mean, it was funny the first time when they put the crab clog there in the first place. <laughs> uh, me and my crazy scientists. Use the mouse. So, yeah. talk some underwear here, guys. Drew loves mm -hmm. Westlife. Yeah. That's not scientifically cool. No. Oh, Drew loves Westlife. Anyways, flying without wings. Oh, God, talk about wings. He has his arm. <clears throat> Wait, hold on, Bridget. I don't get it. We've got all his body pieces together. Ah, do you know what it is? We're needing his vape. If we get his vape, he'll finally be he'll finally wake up. He's probably that's what it is. He'll be gasping. Where the fuck's his vape pen? Come on. Ah, oh, Richie. You found his vape pen. It's up his arse. Ah. God's sake, Joe man. Right, well, I'm not, not it. Right, well, he's all back together, so it's up to him now. If the police no come, problem. he did try. <laughs> where the Batista? Where's the xenomorph gone? Where the fucking xenomorph? Those don't fucking exist. You, you've been tripping on mushrooms as well. well we, we, we got, we, I don't know, no, I, I haven't eaten mushrooms in ages. We we had a bit of a close encounter of the gory kind. I'm sure you did. You probably fucking had a little bit of mushrooms, as you said, ages ago, and you've been tripping balls for the last two weeks. You didn't even do the podcast last week. Yes. Don't get started with him. Don't get even started with him. Look at his ditch where last week. Yeah, we literally had to come wandering through the woods. We had to move up our uh, mushroom trip to this week because we heard you were wandering around here ballsed out yourself. We were well and truly outwardly pissed off. It wasn't that we ditched you, it's just we all got lost. That's true. Me and Craig got lost in the moment when we started buying princesses' outfits again. I was lost in music. Right, ah. well, there's a... Hubbard? Yeah, uh, just yeah, if we want to go in there and crack on with the cop podcast. Uh, no, it's okay. I'll take a scientific way. Uh, it's called a helicopter. Just coming overhead. Here, over. Oh, no, I'm going to fire the flare. Hold on. Oh, oh sorry, Craig. Sorry. Oh, shit. Uh, run. Right, right, right. Right. In the cabin. We'll have to call for a new helicopter. But while we're waiting. So this week, even though I was dead, I managed to plan a topic. It's about portals in the woods. Uh, this was actually inspired by a personal experience I had during my childhood, uh, the early 90s. Um, I don't remember which year exactly, but that's not important. Uh, but what got me thinking about it, what reminded me about it, it have, have you guys um, heard recently stories 
about staircases, like abandoned staircases in the woods that just like don't connect to anything. They're just freestanding stairways. Either circular or straight up, you know, or rusted to hell or looking brand new or looking like they're out of a lighthouse. Yeah. Any of you heard any of those stories lately? Sorry, sorry. One of the helicopters. Sorry, guys, I'm on the phone to the helicopter pilots instead of funny joke. Sorry. Hey. What was that, Alfred? Sorry. Yeah, we're in. So, have any of you heard about those uh, stories lately about staircases in the woods? <coughs> I'm sorry. I've just realised there's actually a serving hatch. I'm just going to uh, jump through it. I, I, I don't know why there's a carving hatch cabin in the woods with serving hatches and mental. Oh. Um, I, I don't know how we missed that last week. I don't know. You didn't switch on the lights. Look, see? Uh, true. All, all we did was um, light the fireplace, which is still burning suspiciously. Why is there a half-eaten squirrel over here? Oh, Richie got hungry. All right, no problem. Um, in terms of staircases in the woods, I'm just going just going around here because there's a nice setup. Ah, there we go. Hello. Uh, oh, my God. It doesn't open. That's so strange. In terms of staircases in the woods, in my opinion, probably a building. Oh, look, just a staircases. That's all I got to say from yeah, science. It, yeah, it's just like, it, it's just staircases with nothing attached to them, no evidence of any structure ever having been connected to them. And there are also times where people have seen them, gone away, come back, and they're gone. Or they might have been to that place before and there was never anything there, and then they go this one time, and all of a sudden there's like this old, rusted, spiralling staircase that's appeared from nowhere. It does seem to be mainly in the national parks in the US. Um, but yeah, it's making its rounds on TikTok at the minute. Uh, there was there, there's a guy who does his own sort of like horror stories uh, called Cozy Boy, and he did a story about it, which is what got me onto it, and then reminded me about what about what happened to me uh, when I was a kid. So what happened? I was away on a weekend orienteering trip with the with the scouts, and while we we're doing some like nighttime orienteering, I happened to look over at a uh, bit of a distant tree line, and I saw what looked like a black, like portal doorway opening gateway, what have you, uh, which looked a lot like, uh, did any of you ever watch Nightmare as a kid? Back in the late 80s, early 90s. No? Yeah, well, I'm sending you an image, uh, which goes the doorways that were used in the in that TV show and that's basically what I saw standing at the tree line and I was like oh, I've got to be imagining this you know probably like, like the heebie-jeebies you know Drew, Drew, sorry sorry I just, I just yeah you cut out on that bit there what did you say okay what was the last thing you heard uh, I just heard something about the tree line just, if you could did, just just see right. what you're seeing again. Right. Did you did you did you tell me asking about nightmare? Yes. Yes. But well, come on, come on. 
All right, because I didn't hear anyone respond. So at the tree line, I saw like a black door, what looked like a black doorway, a portal. Ah, oh, uh, Which looked just like the portals used in the TV show Nightmare. Uh, right. So I've, I've sent you an image into the um, into the general chat there to, so you've got an idea of what it was I actually saw. Um, you know, and I thought, I thought, you know, maybe it was the heebie-jeebies, you know, it's just my imagination playing tricks on me. Because when you're out at night like that, you know, that that's when you're going to be prone to things like that. Which I found out later as well in the when I was in the Territorial Army uh, during my basic training. Because um, the warned were that when you had to stand watch at night, it was very common that, you know, you'd get, you'd get the bit of the heebie-jeebies and so like hallucinate either seeing or hearing movement nearby when there was actually nothing there it was quite a common phenomena uh, mm. that had been reported when people were on uh, on night guard so i thought you know maybe that's what it was obviously i didn't know about the whole ta thing because i was way too young it was like about 10 years before i joined the ta but then some of the other kids claimed that they had seen it as well. So, I, I still don't know. Did they see it as well? Or were they just saying that they saw it? And it was really just my imagination playing tricks on me. I think I would say it's just your imagination playing tricks on you, you know, visual things. It's like sometimes if you look at your fingers, you'll pretend that there's little uh, faces on them. Yeah. And you'll think, oh my god, are they actually there? But they're not. So it gets really trippy. Like, the fingers will just creep up out of nowhere. It's just like, whoa, what the hell? I know, it's, it's like, like are there faces like on my fingers? Like, no, it's not. You're just tripping balls. Oh, no, you, was, you were tripping balls, but since you're saying you were a kid, since you're saying you were a kid and it was orienteering, I'd imagine it's more mostly probably, rather than a drug trip, uh, it's probably just uh, I'm finding all this funny adjectives like there's flower here, but it's spelled flower F L W E R. <laughs> there's even an O there. It's so silly. Uh, sorry, it's all the ingredients in the kitchen. Oh my god, they have, oof, that's a fairly racist epitaph. We can't show that on this show. Um, I I would say you're just mostly visual, visual optics and all that. Sometimes you do get because you get a strange uh, optical illusion with the curvature of the earth, right? So, if you were to stand in a completely and utterly flat place like the desert salt pans and all that, mm-hmm. and watch a helicopter go a hundred feet and start to, you know, rise from about twenty feet to hundred feet, it would pretty much look like it's almost still, because mm-hmm. you're if you're that far away from it, it's not going to look like anything. And if you're actually further away from it, and you watch it go from about hundred feet down to twenty feet, it's going to look like it goes below the horizon. And you're like, well, what the hell? It's like it's disappeared. It's like, yeah, but it's still flying because you can't see it because of the slight curvature of the Earth. Yeah. So you get uh, that's what I'm just saying. You get optical illusions like that coming in and out every now and then. Yeah, um, yeah, you do. You do. Um, but, I mean, so I did do some searching to see if I could find anything about portals in the woods like that. And there was nothing like what I was fi- about anything remotely like what I saw. So I am strongly inclined to agree that, yeah, it was by imagine playing tricks on me as a kid, especially since the show was still running at the time. 
and I was watching it all the time, uh, and that the other kids just went along with it, as kids at that age tend to do, you know. And what I did find though is obviously more stuff about the staircases in the woods. But there's also a conspiracy theory called the Missing 411 Conspiracy. Uh, which is a theory that was sorted by an ex-policeman called David Paulides, uh, who has written several books, and I think there's been a documentary show done as well, um, regarding 411 unsolved missing person cases from with, within the national parks of the USA. And, you know, and other people like who said that the scene, the staircase has given off warnings. And with him, he did some books as well about Bigfoot. And I think he started some Bigfoot, Bigfoot search or hunting association. Um, Sorry, uh, just my brain. That's what? Sorry, but yeah, I'm my brain. Okay. Now nah, my brain stalled for a moment. Hang on a sec. Hold on, let me throw something at you. There we go. Are you all right now? Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So with David Paulides, the thing is, was that even though he's like been like reporting about this, like this clearly mysterious phenomena going on. Um, you know, where these people, like, disappeared to, or have they gone through these portals up the staircases and gone to, like, a hell dimension or to another Earth? Because that's some of the theories that are going around as to where these staircases leads. Um, because there are some people who have stepped on them, but didn't go all the way up, and said that they felt, like, nausea uh, and a sense of being, um, that they were unwelcome there. But, um, have you heard the theory, Drew, that them portals could be an escape from the Matrix? Yes, that is one that I did come across uh, very briefly. I didn't get into that one, but I have heard that there is. I did see that they are uh, also considered a potential glitch in the Matrix. Um, so oh, yeah, not this Matrix. No, 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 hold on. I'm just going to interrupt. It's not a glitch in the Matrix because the Matrix is a movie. Okay, if it's the glitch in a matrix, then it might be accurate because science actually hasn't proven that we're not necessarily in a matrix, but it's very difficult to prove or disprove, I suppose. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was covered in an earlier episode about uh, the simulation theory, which everyone just calls it the matrix. You know, even though it's not like the same matrix as the one from the movie. Exactly. So we're basically we're being connected over the English language and just saying a matrix rather than the matrix or simulation theory or something. But everyone says the matrix. Well, not everyone, everyone, but anyone who believes in simulation theory, this refers to it as the matrix in honor of the movie, I believe. Um, no, I, mean, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Keanu Reeves. It's actually, it's another Keanu Reeves. He's just that badass. Gamma is a nice guy, that's all. But, uh, but in answer to the question, yes, Rich, I've heard that it's... Um, I, I did say that it was a glitch in the simulation. 
Um, think of the staircases in the woods and stuff. Like that—that that is really weird. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, even if someone did build this, like it was man-made, why? Why? Well, unless, unless, right? Uh, it's a house, right? That was built completely from wood, apart from the staircase. And all that's left is the staircase. But the thing is, uh, it's been quite often that staircases have been made completely out of metal or made with concrete. They're not wooden staircases. Would you believe that, though? No. Oh, do we believe it or not? Uh, no, because there's a bastard. Come on, you fucking dad! Sorry, I've got a deer here. Mm. I'm trying to fight him out the window. Craig's ah! ah! waving his socks about. Is that what Craig, that stop is? waving your socks. I keep telling you this. Craig, put your socks and shoes back on, please. That stinks. No, he doesn't need to put his shoes back on. Bloody ginger. I honestly think they're my socks. Exactly. They're my socks. He likes to wave my socks around for some reason. I don't know. I prefer when I wave Tim's big socks around. You know what about the same about men with big socks? Big shoes. Big stairs in the middle of the woods. Big stairs. Big stairs in the the forest. Yes. Uh, For full disclosure, before I end the Believe It or Not, for full disclosure... David Pauly's has, to some degree, been um, disproven with regards to the four, the missing four hundred and eleven. Uh, because it's in nice. his like in his documentary and books, you know, he's got dates that are all over the place that don't make sense. Um, some of the people who he has claimed are still missing to this day have have either been found and they've been put to rest, or they're actually alive and well. So, there's inaccurate information in his books and in the documentary. You know, it's stuff that he's gotten wrong. Or he's claiming that the National Park Service has a conspiracy out against him uh, to stop him from getting to the truth. Because uh, he's put in several Freedom of Inf- Information Acts requests in. Um, and they all got rejected. And that claim was confirmed by the National Park Service that, yes, Freedom of Information Act requests were received and, yes, they were rejected. But the reason for the rejections weren't disclosed. So, even though, like, he's started this conspiracy theory about the missing 411, uh, researching the Bigfoot, or about the search for Bigfoot, is not really considered a credible source. But, you know, if you're looking for a good read or whatever, I, you know, you might find his series of books uh, entertaining on the topic. Uh, these different theories about how people went missing. Uh, I don't know what any of these actual theories are because I haven't read his books. Um, so, yeah. So the real believe it or not here is absolutely nothing to do with David Pauly's. It's do you believe that there are about about these portals and staircases in the woods? You know, possibly they go into another dimension or going to hell, or it's an escape from the simulation. Um, 
back to the real world or maybe another uh, a parent simulation or wherever do you believe that that's possible or do you think that people are talking out of their arseholes and making it all up it's your fucking mother sucking out of your asshole you fucking wanker Ugh. sorry I found Nebuchadnezzar and uh, Craig opened it for me oof that's it. wait 0% alcohol Oh, fuck off. This is just a placebo effect. God damn it. Um, science, that's all I'm going to say, so probably not. Buildings um, in the forest. I don't know, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't attempt it, just in case. I wouldn't go up the stairs or anything. No, I, I certainly wouldn't. No. Yeah, probably because it's structurally unsound. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. think about it, buildings left in the forest for a couple of years, would you fucking want to jump up them? Especially if it's built by South Townside Council, I wouldn't do anything. That's what I want, so if kicking the whole thing will fall down. Right. Okay, so... Nobody necessarily believes it, then. I mean, mate... I believe it, ish. I, I don't know. I just I wouldn't chance it. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not asking if you would try and go up the stairs. I was. No, I'm asking. Do you believe that they exist, or do you think people are making it up? No, I think they exist. And Craig, you've been quiet. I oh, get Kim I, suck out of your mouth. I just. Uh, oh, I just think it's a load of portal to be honest with you. No, oh. I don't believe it. Maybe. You don't believe it. Nah. But then again, if I read up on it, I'm just take one step at a time. Ah, nice. Nice. You know? Nice. On that note, that is the end of this week's Crucifers, believe it or not. Mm. Sorry, that was a fly part of the Yala Friday. <laughs> It's fucking huge, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, for real. I, 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 I think it was Fortin as it went by. Like a <laughs> uh, I don't mention helicopters, it might blow up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chopper said it before uh, 30 minutes, 49 minutes or so. Oh, well. That gives you enough time. Before we crack on, though. Um, yeah. A uh, bit of an update from the other week when uh, Richie was letting us know about real news going on about the South, Sh- about South Shields Lighthouse getting knocked down. Oh my god, it died. No, no, what, but what happened, it was just the, the, the dome off the top had gotten swept away. Uh, the last bit of news I came Oh my god, it was decapitated! Yes. It's even worse! Yes, Storm Babbitt decapitated the lighthouse. Uh, apparently the search is still ongoing for the dome. They're still trying to find it. And uh, both the North Shields and South Shields piers have been closed until further notice. Uh, until they've been able to do um, inspections on the structures of the piers themselves because they took quite a bit of damage from the storm. Oh, what a load of bollocks, man. Any excuse for self time they cancel to close them in. I know. Oh, ah, but what is, I, but that doesn't uh, explain North, the North Shields PR being shut down. That's just that's North Shields. Yeah. Why does my beer pen taste like shit? It's a new flavour. 
Fair enough. It's called uh, Shit on the Stick. It's all the rave mm. with the kid. It certainly tastes like it. It's all about Shit on the Stick. Over to me! Do, 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 do. I'm sorry to tell you guys, I've been sacked as Ackerman lately. What, Why? No more breaking news? No more. Well, you know, I'm going to buy baby own independent woman. You know, because girls run the world, but I've been sacked. Um, the thing is, the story is, I put me, um, me um, penis in a pickle jar, and she was sacked as well. Oh, no, yeah. no. Not pickle jar. Yeah, that's joke wrong. It was supposed to be pickle grinder. Anyways, so I've turned it into a. It's a undis, unsolved mysteries Ooh. in the UK. What's not been unsolved? And my first one this week is about a man called George Murdoch. Anyone heard of this story? Don't think so. I've heard of George Murdoch, but it's probably not the same one. Um, what one did you have you heard about him? George Murdoch was a, a hatter from Scarborough. That's exactly the one I'm on about. The same George Murdoch? The, the same one. You mean the guy who wasn't uh, murdered by strangulation with a cheese driver as a taxi in Ab- uh, Aberdeen? That's, yes, that's absolutely correct. All right, okay, because he's a different George Murdoch to the other George Murdoch. No, I, no, no, you can lie. They're both the same person. Well, what I've read, well, anyways. There you go, conspiracy over. There See, it is. Well, thanks for that, Kim. Over to you, Richie. <laughs> anyways, if you two, you two have oh, good. Sorry, um, go on, go on. Richie. Hello? Yes, sorry, I heard my name being mentioned. I would just like to remind. Uh, I would just like to remind him that he's still technically. Not allowed to associate with the current news agency. He has does have a restraining order and has been told to not contact us. He cannot say my name, which is Kim, and I am known for that. He has been already told that. Back to you, uh, Richie. Huh? Like, no, Rich, Richie's passed out currently. Sorry, Kimbo. Uh, wait, no, Kimbo. That's Kim. I'm Kimbo. Uh Man, these, man, this Nebuchadnezzar is getting actually sobering me up as I go on. So I'm okay. not that sober yet. Don't worry, I'll be sober by I get there. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I get the feeling George Murdoch is definitely a different George Murdoch to the one you're talking about, Craig. Yeah, please, please tell us, Craig, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually confused because obviously Kim has heard about George Murdoch, but well, Richie hasn't confirmed one way or the other, but I definitely haven't. So what is it you actually got? What? what? Well, I've read up on this lately. Well, um, it was judged. He was a taxi driver. Was a victim in 1983. He was um, murdered by cheese wire. Right. Um, he, okay. Um, he's obviously in 1983. He's picked up a passenger in his late 20s or 30s on Aberdeen's Queens Road. Um, then he was taken to Pittlefold Station Road. Is that right, um, Kim? I can't um, read. On this, on this city outskirts and attacking brutal circumstances of the, obviously with this cheese wire. Obviously, that was definitely great on you. Um, two teenagers witnessed actually um, Mr. Murdoch getting um, strangled to death. Um, they alerted the police, but was unable to arrive at the time. Which is like, it like bugs me that. So, why is not one like stayed around? 
So obviously, they've all both back in the days. Obviously, you had to get people and something you to go and said something. But why has no one say like one of them two teenagers not stuck around? You know what, what I mean? To see what's happened. So why, anyway, when did this happen? Um, it was back in nineteen eighty three. Oh, fucking hell! Um, yeah. The class stole Murdoch's fame when he and Wally, but the victim. This is how much actually did steal of what they know of is twenty one pound. So to kill someone over twenty one pound is absolutely ridiculous. Um, well, they don't know yet if it was a certain whether robbery or motive to murder, Mister Murdoch. Um, so far in September two thousand twenty two, has been appealed the information on a man seen on Aberdeen's Wilson Sports Bar in two thousand fifteen, saying. He was in his 60s, 70s wearing an Iron Man t-shirt. Please see the... Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. I do know that. Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man going round flying around. He wasn't the Iron Man, though. But he was. Supposedly he was wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. I actually remember that because I was stationed in Scotland at the time for scientific purposes. And I remember hearing about that there and then when they were talking about it in 2015. Yeah, it's quite quite famous in Scotland, isn't it? This Kim, obviously, it's the first time I've read up about it um, through the week. Uh, yeah, once again, I am telling you, do not infer- Yo, shut up, Kimbo. Kimbo, wait, wait, that's not Kimbo. I'm Kimbo. See, I'm a god damn it. This Nebuchadnezzar is not actually sobering me up. Still says zero percent alcohol. I don't understand. Um, anyway, oh, it's upside down. Right, hold on, Craig. Can you help me tilt up the Nebuchadnezzar the other way. It's quite heavy, this, isn't it? Ah, there we go. No more alcohol, mate. There we go. Excellent. Right. Um, Why did you do that? I've got no idea. And that's why murder happens. Passes that cheese way over there for a second. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Hold on a second. We've got no cheese in here, Craig. Cheese. We've got flour and flour, and that's about it. Um, in terms of, yeah, I was a bit heavy. When you and when they were talking about that in 2015, I was actually stationed in Scotland, doing research at the time for scientific purposes. Um, and yeah, they were talking about that whole George Murdoch murder, and I mentioned to my colleagues at the time, "Oh, I know a different George Murdoch." They're like, "Oh, that's interesting." And yeah, it was in Aberdeen, and I was based uh, up around Kinloss, Kinross, sort of uh, Muddy Firth area. At the time, so it's like if a big murder like that happening was quite a big thing, especially with the brutality of it all. By any chance? I believe he was. Yes, it was September twenty ninth, nineteen eighty three, when he died. If I remember the details correctly, Uh, his spouse passed away in two thousand and four. But yeah, Yeah, he was murdered by cheese wire. So they're not sure whether it was just a one off murder that the guy just picked up someone and just stabbed them. Loads of people at the time as well, like they worked with the oil industry, so they don't know if it's someone from outside of obviously Scotland or not. Um, well, that's it, that's the other thing, yes. Aberdeen, very much the oil capital of uh, the UK, you know, entirety like that. Because uh, loads of helicopters every single day coming in and out of there and then up to the oil fields, and loads of different people throughout the country, do Scotland and the UK, do work there, and even Ireland, I suppose, in further afield. So it would make sense that. You know, someone just random could be there, especially at that time. Someone, obviously, I think it was a witness as well, said someone went in a chip shop, I think it was, um, and he was bloodstained on his hands, like, on that night. 
Um, but he was supposed to be the same, like sort of like description as the man the teenager seen. Yes, yeah, well, this is the thing. Well, what I understand, they, they basically, it seemed like the attack happened in the ta- in the Ford Cortina taxi that he was in, and then they actually spilled out onto the road, and it was then witnessed by the teenagers who seen that happening. That those teenagers uh, were actually on their bikes. And they witnessed Murdoch being strangled. Now, Murdoch was actually calling out for help. The boys did testify to that. But the boys just basically thought, oh, well, we'll just go to the police. Now, I've heard them being called boys. I've heard them being called teenagers. I mean, how should I say this? If you're 13, you're technically a teenager. Because a teen is from 13 to 19. You know, because you're a teen. Yeah. That's, that's sort of the technical age. But if you're 13, you're still, still technically a boy. I mean, make the argument you're still a boy at 19, but... You'll be more mature than you are at 19 than you are at 13, right? So, you know, bearing that in mind, it's not like they're necessarily, you know, sort of like out in the out in the town, out in the last lads who are coming and cut across this. It's uh, maybe, I think, more kids or that towards that sort of younger age of being a teen, maybe, or maybe even was 12, 10-year-old or something like that. Anyhow, you know sad... yes, Sorry, go on, uh... Greg. I was going to say, you know, the sad reality is, obviously, I'm saying about, obviously, if you were a teenager, I'm saying, I don't quite why one, no one stayed, like, to stay around, but that obviously, you've got to be in that shop, like, you seeing something like that at that age. Um, but these, the sad reality is, these days, if that was these days, someone getting, trying to get murdered and that in the middle of the street, it'd be, the teens will start recording it. That's <laughs> part of the thing. I mean, I mean, this is the strange thing, though, right? Say... You go down the street and you see someone who is getting murdered, and you know they're about. You know, it's like someone just goes and they're they're, they're just in the process of murdering them. Someone else is running there to stop it. Do you record them actually doing that deed so that then they can say, "Aha, we have irrefutable proof that they did that, Your Honor"? Because if they turn around and said, "It wasn't me. It was the guy who came up and ran me. I was just stopping this woman from having a heart attack," and then this guy came up and stabbed them, and he's like, "No, I didn't. I stopped the attack." You know, yeah. Do you record that moment? That's more of a sort of uh, philosophical thing. I suppose we'll have that in the next season when we ditch science because I'm getting sick and tired of this. I've, I've been watching too much Fraser, sorry. In terms of the attack, it's very brutal, very nasty. With a cheese yeah. wire used as a garrow. Oof, very. You know, all that, all that over £21. I know it might have been quite a bit. I don't know. I can't calculate. It was 1983, and if you adjust it for inflation, it would probably be up around 40, 50 quid by that, now. All that, that is put up low, yeah. just for, you know what I mean? But I still, still um, solve this. Um, it's a mystery who's ever done this. But I've read up, like, what I've read up is it's been a DNA match in September lately for someone. And it's oh. not so. It needs to be carried on, and I'll read up and see information what's going to give us in the future about this um, story. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, um, on the South mysteries for this week, guys. What do you think, Richie? Drew? I enjoyed that. It was great. Oh, ah, oh. 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 come on, boo. Boo. boo! We're trying to be professional here. I know. Anyways, anyways, what's up? I've got. I've got my job back. Get in. Breaking news. Breaking news. Over to you, Kim. Yes. Thank you, Craig. It seems like we have actually have Craig back on the network. 
yes, that's uh, the restraining order has been rescinded on a technicality because you have to spell Craig with the Batman symbol for some fucking reason. Anyhow, uh, I do apologize for the swearing of language on the show uh, during the news advertising broadcast. It's basically just to report, guys, that Margaret Chair is actually outside your studio and spreading to burn it down. Oh, no problem. Back to you guys. Thanks for that, Kim, Kimball, whatever one you are. Richie, have you got any news lately? Give me an update. Um, so at the minute, um, there's currently a bit of a ruckus going on uh, in a in a house in a street nearby. Um, apparently, it's about a game of Scrabble, uh, and apparently, there's a missing letter on the box, and it's a cue of the music. Nice. I like how you've done that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Right? That was a good one. Right? Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I was like, ooh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Oh, ha, ha, nice. Hello, and welcome to Richie's Corner. This week is sponsored by Mary's Melons. So if you want a melon, go see Mary. Uh, obviously, we've got some fan mail here. Um, Abby's wrote in. You know what? Your show isn't that bad compared to dog shit or rotten flesh. But then again, I think I'd prefer dog shit in my ears than listen to you, you fucking arse hats. That's nice. Uh, Thank you. Carl, yeah, Carl's wrote in. Um, can you give my nana a shout out as it's her birthday? She's called Beatrice. That's strange. Isn't that your wife? No, different viewers. Yeah, yeah. I like I said, I know a different George to the upper George that got murdered. You know, there are different yeah. people called Beatrice in the world. I mean, it's a really old-fashioned name. Like no one, like no one in the twenty-first century has been called Beatrice, and I bet you no one in the eighties or even nineties for it was called Beatrice. And I don't no. think anybody alive has seen Haley's comet twice. It's called Beatrice. Okay. Trevor's Ronan. How many times can you punch yourself in the face? Drew. Um, don't know. Haven't tried. And I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Nikki. Okay. Nikki's Ronan. No way are you guys the fifth best podcast in general. If there You're... was only two podcasts, you would, be, you would still be seventh. No, we never claim. Hang on, we never claimed to be the fifth. We're the fourth. No. Have you ever Have you guys heard of the Pod Rejects? If you head over to there, please. They're yeah. in second uh, position. Number one. So yeah, pretty that's the number one. But yeah, it's so much better than this um, shit show. So that's the Pod Rejects. Thanks. Yeah, the Pod Rejects, they're doing their second episode next week. Supposedly it's the best podcast ever, and they've literally only done one episode, and that was last week. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. You've probably been in the woods all week, tripping balls. I mean, Richie's still got a spam mail for some reason. I mean, that's very unique. I mean, how the hell did you just literally pull out of your pocket? It's like, um, it's like Harry Potter when it comes down the chimney. Kind of like uh, yeah, but less actual. Right. Deliver by owls. So, 
Psychic Sandra's brought in. Billy Bonds might make the comeback. Oh. Didn't say that. Um, Billy Bonds has brought in. Ha 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 ha. You thought you got rid of me, didn't you? Thanks to Margaret Chair, I'm free. As she opened the door to let me out, I pushed her in. So now she's in jail. I'm coming for you, Richie. You big fat mess. That's nice to hear from Billy Bonds. Um. Okay, Johnny's wrote in. Can you give my business a shout out? It's Johnny's hamster hairstyling and beard trimming. Oh, it's a very niche business, Johnny. Aye. Um. Oh, sensible Craig's wrote in. Uh, I was out. I was on a night out, and a fight nearly broke out. Because I'm so sensible, I managed to stop it. Because I'm so sensible. Wow, you are sensible, Craig. I know, doesn't you just? Not like, not like the Craig, I don't know. I was going to say, not our Craig, though. No, shut up. Um, so, Swaff Chadman has wrote in. Richie, tell me a story about a dog. Okay, Swaff. Um, right. So, there's a butcher, right? And he's showing away a dog. And he notices that there's a £20 note in the dog's mouth. And a list. And on the list it says, 10 pork steaks, please. And the butcher saves him and waits for him to leave. So he quickly closes the shop and follows him. As the dog crosses the road and boards a bus, the butcher gets in his car and follows him. All the way to a house where the dog gets off goes up to the front door, puts the bag on the floor, stands on its hind legs, and knocks on the door. And then the door opened, and it's a man, a very angry man, shouting, you useless dog, how stupid can you be? And all these other horrible terms. Um, so the butcher runs up and says, how dare you talk to that dog? That dog is a genius. And the man says, Genius? That's the third time this week he's left his keys in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, and we've got this little thing here at the end. Uh, well, cut scams. Um. Basically, I'm exposing scams that um went around recently. Um. Just so, like the listeners are, are aware of these scams. Um, so there's a scam going around at the minute, where sometimes cats meow like they haven't been fed, but in fact they have been fed. They're just doing it so they can be fed again. What a scam! Isn't it? It's terrible. And they, they mainly go after um, old people, like old people, you know. Well, oh, he's the one who pretend the homeless, Richie, and then end up at your house all the time. And that's the one. Aye. Uh, oh, like Pinksy. Aye, and they like, lie on the floor, like, really, and then if you accidentally stand on them, it's your fault. You know, it's never their fault for being there in the way. No, no. Um. Okay, uh, and we're going to finish off with one last one. 
mm-hmm. and it's from Andy, and it's, why is Drew such an ill-tempered sea bass? Um, Tune in next week for Craig's Unsolved Mysteries to get the answer. Hmm. Oh, that would be um, shit if it was. Yeah. Cue the other music. Oi! Oi, oi, oi! Look at this, lads. I've finally got some cake for us all. There you go. Oh, there you go, Richie. There you go. Hey. Catch! Go on, go on, catch, boy! Oh. Richie, I don't know about that. Looks, it looks, it might be be a bit uh, mouldy on the bottom. Yeah, no, I stopped this before. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. There you go, Drew. There's the fresh <laughs> cake. Right. Get okay, my wife the yeah, true. Oh, so thank you, Kimbo. There you go. Oh, right. remember, you remember, you owe me extra money because I gave the mouldy cake to Richie. Duly noted. Mm. No problem. And. Uh, Craig, as I've uh, left the cake, I've left the cake there for Craig. For some reason, he wants arsenic on the side, and uh, yeah, fair enough. Anyhow, I thought, a, I thought this was a carrot cake, but it tastes a bit um, mushroomy. Ah, don't worry about it. Mm, okay. No it tastes very, yeah. it tastes very fresh. Yeah, well, worry about it in the next twenty minutes or so when you're all calm and uh, refreshed in your mind's journey and that. Okay. Oh, right. Anyway, uh, I would say it's Kimball's Serving Hatch, but we haven't got any intro music because this is a nice little wooden hatch. Uh, knock on wood music. Knock, knock, knock. Uh, <laughs> I'm only saying that because we haven't actually got our editor here this week. Uh, I think our editor is off on holiday in uh, Ibiza. Fuck you, bastard. Yeah, good enough. Anyhow, guys, do you want to know what I want to talk to you about this week? I do want to know what you want to talk to us about this week. Nothing. End of Kim's segment. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, have you ever heard of Arendelle? No. Good. Because Arendelle is basically the most distant star that has been discovered in the universe. It was discovered by the deep field of the James Webb Telescope. Which isn't a conspiracy theory, it's a telescope. Just so you know. Just, Just so you don't get a hard on or anything. Oh. Yeah, calm yourself. Basically, James Webb did one of its deep dives. Because back in the day, there was a telescope called Hubble. That was named after James Hubble, who realized, hey, we're not in the universe alone. There's other galaxies out there. And he basically made a whole bunch of science that figured that out. Then released the telescope in space, named after him. And then it basically, scientists said, hey, you see that dark patch of sky up there? It's like, which one? Am I right, boys? That's the noise I was looking for. So basically, they decided to look at one specific patch of space. One specific little dark patch. And they went, yeah, let's stare there. And they said, let's have a couple look at it for several days on it. And you'd think, what? You're going to see nothing. You're going to see nothing come from that. But what Hubble seen was the Hubble Deep Field. There was galaxies everywhere. There were stars. There was all sorts of different things. There was loads of different red galaxies, blue galaxies, white galaxies, all sort of different phases of the universe and its life as it went on. And what was crazy is, is that if you look at the red galaxies, you get something called redshift, which basically says that that is actually towards the closest that you can get towards the beginning of the universe. 
Now, the reason why they're red is because of redshift. And we'll talk about redshift another day because fuck that shit. Am I talking about that today? I'm already dripping too much on this evergonescent that I've been drinking and balls and all that. But anyway, let's talk about redshift to the max. Because if you guys were saying, hey, what about space? You'd want to know the biggest star, yeah? The biggest black hole, yeah? You know, you'd yeah. want to just know what the big things like that were. Yeah. Well, anyway, let me tell you about WHL0137-LS. You know what that is. That's Arendelle. It's a star in the constellation of Cletus. Now, it was discovered using a phenomenon known as gravitational lensing. And look, that's great and all, but if you were to actually look using gravitational lensing at Arendelle, you'd just see nothing but a dark, dull, reddish color. It like looks like nothing. It's like it's not even there. It is so bizarre that we, through science, can actually see this object that is behind a ton of other galaxies because it's not actually direct. We're not actually directly looking at it and actually see and understand that it is well beyond what is almost our realms of seeing and discovering. This is a very unique look into the universe, and we can study it from here on out for a long time because we have the evidence in front of us. Now, from what we do understand about Arendelle, it's a B-type main sequence star. Now, I can get into tons of shit about B-type main sequence stars, but you'd have to listen to a different podcast for that, I suppose. <laughs> it wouldn't be anything where I was on because <laughs> I've been told by the science buffs not to do any podcasts that involve science. That's why I'm allowed to do this conspiracy theory shit. Anyhow, basically B-type stars, yeah, they exist in the universe. There's loads of different types. And if you're looking at the spectrals, and you're looking at what the sort of visual types are, Endrel is pretty much on the far end towards the red side in terms of the visual. In terms of the spectral type, it's the B, because the B talks about what type of star it is. So if you say, hey, what star type is that? You say, ah, oh, you mean what spectral type is that? I'm talking science here, guys. Come on. O-B-A-F-G-H-K-M-L-T, am I right? Because that's the spectral types of the stars out there. It's a joke. Don't worry, science people are laughing. Because of nine non-ionized helium lines. Head up to my science people about that. Anyway, how did we discover Arendelle, I heard you say. No, you didn't. It was gravitational lensing, Richie shouted at you. There. Sorry, it looks like everyone's tripping balls in the studio. Apart from me, so uh, yeah, colors. Yeah, you can hear purple. That's cool. Don't worry, I felt that earlier. Gravitational lensing is basically when a massive celestial body, say such as a galaxy or a galaxy cluster, causes such a significant curvature in space-time that the path of the light around it can be visually bent as if by a lens. So, can you imagine, you guys, a circle or a well, how should I say, an 8% complete circle. You don't complete the top of it. That's what gravitational lensing sort of is. You've probably seen it in a couple of uh, scientific pictures before. don't know. Can you, can you see your hands? Yeah? Yeah. Um, no, I can see feet on the ends of arms. Anyway... Visibly bent as if it is by a lens, gravitational lensing is one of these great scientific things that we can actually use to see what is behind clusters of galaxies or behind any type of specific galaxy. 
It gives us the ability to actually have a look at see what is there in the actual universe. And sometimes that allows us to peer just that little bit extra harder. You see, you know how I was talking about the Hubble Duke field before? Well, if you just peer at something in general and just stare at that for long enough, you've got to wait for the light to come to you. However, the theory goes that if you have the light travel from the distant galaxy or the distant star that you're looking at, then it goes to the galaxy cluster. It doesn't get sort of boosted, but it more just gets warped around it and then fired off, if you will. It's allowed to continue its journey. It doesn't sort of fade out, it continues. By the time it actually gets to the James Webb Space Telescope, it is at its ultra-red lensing. So how I'm going to say this and end my own little bit is with this sort of little theory. How many stars do you think we haven't caught? How many stars like that, like Arendelle, are actually out there that we've not actually specifically seen? Like we've not been looking over there. We've not been looking over there. We've not been looking up there and up there. And I realise it's a podcast, so that's going to be very confusing, but just point in five different directions, wherever you are, and imagine there's an Arendelle there. We had five different James Webb telescopes. We could be looking in those directions. Yeah, sure, we're wasting money on this, that, and that. But hey, you know, it'd be nice to be humanitarian and give a shit about some things and craft and science and shit. But maybe, just maybe, out there, there is just extra stuff. And maybe we need a next generation James Webb to go out there and stare beyond, to actually stare at what is the beginning of the universe. And hopefully from now on, we're going to be talking a little bit more about stuff like that. So tune in to Kim's little bit. You guys uh, uh, not tripping as much? Yeah? I've got, I've got a question. I've got a go question. On. So you mentioned before about Arendelle being in sort of like a, like a void where there's like nothing else. Uh, I know recently there was articles where scientists have discovered like a void where there's like there's nothing there. Is that it's like this triangular kind of shape where there's like oh, no uh, or anything? Is that well, where it is, or is it somewhere else? I, I say about a void. We're talking about the travel of light today. It's kind of funny you talk about a void. Um, you go out into space. We're technically in a void in the solar system uh, here right now to the galaxy, the galaxies are, and everything around us. You know, we are in a proper mm. void. As in, you go outside the heliosphere of where the sun's effects go on, there's nothing else for a hell of a long time apart from the next star. We are already in a void. You know, you, it, <laughs> It's like saying, uh, if you want to put the scale of the universe, go, uh, go down to the beach, pick up a grain of sand, and then imagine that the grain of sand, the same grain of sand on Pluto... That's that's not even the scale of the universe as we know it. Mm. You know, I mean, it's like it's just it's just that big. If you were to match up all the grains of sand, it's obviously next to each other and all that, and like scale it up and do all these things. In terms of being, yeah, but in terms of being a void, I would gladly talk about Butte's void. Uh, you'd be able to name it about. I believe it was named after Bootsy Collins. I don't think it was, but I'd like to say that. I'm not sure. The name at um, no, I, I just I just came across the article about how they found like this triangle shape, it's like area where there was absolutely nothing. It was like I do all around it. And it then doesn't just... look it, it does not specifically look like a triangle. It looks like a sort of curved space, and there's whole bunch of lights around it. Yeah, yeah, so like a yeah, yeah. So it's not yeah. like straight line triangle. It's more, it's more like curvy. But I think it had like three distinct sort of sort of like. Points, should we say? 
to it. Uh, so it looked like it was three sides, but yeah, they were more curved, yeah. Yes, that's the Bootace Void, I'm pretty sure. Basically known as the Great Nothing. But basically it's uh, a spherical sphere of space that if you were actually to stare at, you'd find a ton of things. It's it, it, it's quite... If you, were to, if you were to 3D image the universe, the idea is that there isn't actually too much in there. But within the grand scheme of things, there's not much in there because it's not part of a stellar arm within the universe's scale. Mm. You know, you've got to think properly huge and massive. Like, we aren't even ants on the scale of the Bootes Void and the universe and the Virgo supercluster that we actually live in. I'm not saying that scale, you know... It, if you do think of it to the scale, you'll be you get the idea. But the problem is is that we are in part hindered by the fact that we've got these bright lights from the Milky Way galaxy as the Matrix points it out. Oh shit, I wasn't going to say that last part. Uh-huh. That was uh, that was very informative. Thank you very much, Kimbo. No problem. I would gladly talk about the Mokutis Void uh, more often and any other questions you guys do have because I feel like I want to make my serving hatch, uh, especially um, from this point on, a bit more space-related. got a question, Kim? Go for it. Um, what, what, the, what the hell was in that cake? Um, no, it wasn't, no, I didn't give you cake. I gave you the, the polio ice cream. Oh, but you licked the tab on the outside, outside and uh, considering I dipped the outside of the tab in acid, and, but not the inside with acid, uh-huh. you, yeah. You can eat yeah. it. Don't worry, you can still eat the ice cream. It's not that metal. Wait, um, no, I, I thought you gave gonna, me a moldy cake. I'm going to lie down. You're, you're already lying down, Richie. No, he's not. He's on the roof. What are you on about? Yeah, he's, he's lying down on the roof. Right, um... Cheer the average show. Well, I don't have outro music. Uh, I suppose we end this show on uh, the fact that we're still tripping balls in this cabin, then. What? No, you didn't speak. What? No, it's okay. I understand what's going on. Hello? Um, Hello? Hello? How are we finishing no, this? Uh... You know, um, like, I can't see stars in my eyes. So, anyways, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be... A horror movie. Drumroll. He's, he's going to be drumroll because he needs drumroll music. And then he's going to be... That, that Even I know that scientific fact. Okay, guys, uh... The helicopters are almost outside. They said they're in the vicinity. So, uh, yeah. Um, since Craig didn't do a top five, but he's got a nice little new segment, I'm going to adopt uh, Craig's top fives. Because Craig's top five is, uh, you know, Craig's got a lot of good experience with children, but obviously he was like, nah, I have to let the top fives move on. Richie, yeah. you can't put your tongue on the helicopter. How much mushrooms do you give him? Um, he actually has been eating a lot of mouldy cake. I, I gave him a mushroom and he threw it outside the window. Just mention of that. Anyway, guys, 
Top five, since he says mushrooms. Top five trips. Drew, where would you want to go? Top five. You've got 30 seconds. Ready, steady, go. Japan. And? Uh, Switzerland. And Belgium. You've got three more. Um, Scotland. And home. No problem. I'll give you an extra one because you said home and Scotland. Just pick a country, anywhere. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Ukraine. Okay, no problem. Right, uh, Richie, where would you want to go? Um, home, 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 home. No problem. You've got another uh, 24 seconds, so I'll give you all five back if you want. But if you want to go home, uh, the helicopter will be here soon. Yeah, I want to go home. No problem. Right, you can go home soon. Anyway, Craig. Uh, Craig. Craig, stop humping the wall. Craig! God damn it, Craig! Stop humping the wall! I keep telling you. Why is he doing this on podcast? Craig, what's your top five? Top five places to go. Top five trips. Where do you want to go, uh, Craig? 30 seconds. Go. Uh, 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 Jarrah Beach. Heaven Airport. The hole in the wall in Jara. Morrison's in Jara. And Richie's home. Oh, that's brilliant. Right. Now, as the person who does the top five myself, I don't actually have to say top five. I just have to rate who, who gave the best top five. And the best top five this week, guys, wasn't from Richie, who was tripping balls and wanted to go home and use rolling, like a uh, rolling in the fetal position in the corner. It's not from Drew, who actually gave us some genuine answers. It's from Craig, because Craig needs this uh, boost. So come on, guys. Craig, 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 Craig. Yeah, All hail, Craig. Right, no problem. Okay. For, for, thanks. So, you you know, right? Like, I've been tripping on that, right? I've just been thinking lately, right? That we haven't even ended on the alphabet for a couple of weeks and all that. And I don't even know what letter we're on. You know... Hey. Uh, we're on perfect, No, we've done F. J. Yeah, we're on G. Green Day. No band- this is the funny thing. There's no bands that actually begin with G. That's the hilarious thing. It's the one letter of the alphabet that doesn't have any bands. Think about it. Green Day. Name a band begin- yeah, go on. Name a band with G. Exactly, you can't. You can't. None of you can't. Uh, garbage. Yeah, exactly. It's a garbage question. Um. What about G's? That is a good night from me. Uh, good night. Where? Oh, yeah. Good night. Good Charlotte. What? Where did that landing platform with the stairs come from? Or the helicopter? No, I didn't. Don't worry. The helicopter just said they'd crash through and pick us up. No, no. There's a landing. There's some stairs leading up to a platform. Just like that. I'm sure they weren't there before. Oh, Gene Simmons put them there, along with Gene Vincent, Gene Wang, and Gene Watson. That's called the Gene Circus. Yeah, they built that in the seventies. Do you not know that? I do know. Does he not know these random staircases here? He's been talking about them earlier. Fuck's sake. That's the Gene Circus. You've been sitting on it all day. I've been sitting on the staircase all day. Yes, you literally came in. You sat when we came in after we built your bodies back up. You sat on the Gene Staircase. I said, "Oh, you're sitting on the Gene." Oh no, I said that to myself. Oh yeah. 
Huh, I guess that isn't actually us. Yeah. Ah, uh, that reminds me of the time me and George Forogood got massively drunk. Do you not just want to end up like they did on The Sopranos, where it was like mid-sentence? So like, I'd just be talking and then... <laughs> <laughs>